everybody and welcome to Let's Plan a Wedding. I'm Mandy. And I'm Dave. And today we're going to be talking about how to pick your wedding party. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept because it's sort of like rating your friends over each other. Which which I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy letting everyone know exactly where they stand in, in my estimation. Now, it's, I mean, it's, it's tricky because, you know, if you've spent any amount of time socializing with people, you probably have more than, you know, four to five people that, that you like and appreciate enough to, you know, to make part of your wedding party. But you kind of got to pick, you got to pick a, li- a, a top, you know, however many lists for this because you can really only have so many people standing up there. So we base our wedding party on five on each side. Yep. And that was mostly as that was the number of groomsmen that we felt was appropriate for you. So mm-hmm. I then matched bridesmaids to it. Which is probably weird. I think it usually happens the other way around. But uh, I, I was fine with matching your number, though. And I, I don't think I don't think five is unreasonable. I don't think five's crazy. I've seen up to seven. Yikes! I think it all depends on your venue and how big your ceremony is and how. And maybe you have seven close friends, or you're in a family where you have four sisters and still want, you know, your couple best friends in there too. So, it depends again on the situation. For me, I was perfectly content matching your number. I told you that from the start. Mm. You pick your groomsmen, and I'll line people up accordingly. <laughs> grab people off the street. Mm. I did not, for the record, grab people off the street. For me, picking them, some of it was a no-brainer. I have a friend that I've had since I was about 12 years old. Mm. She's my oldest friend and probably my bestest friend. So it was absolutely a no-brainer that she's my maid of honor. Well, and really, I think... As, you know, um, big, you know, big, big, I guess, of a decision as it is, the, you know, best man, maid of honor is probably the easier one to pick. I thought, in my case, I think so. Yeah, because, you know, if you've uh, lived any amount of your life by the time you're getting married, you've probably figured out who, who your longest or closest friend is. And, um, so yeah, it's then the, you know, four others after that, that become, I, you know, again, picking, picking my, my groomsmen wasn't particularly hard. There were, there were some very obvious choices. So how did you figure out? Really, it's it's the the people I've known the longest, while still keeping in very consistent contact with. It's it's what you would rate as your best friends, you know, or the the people closest to you. So they're you know I'm I'm fortunate in that, you know I don't have a sibling, uh, who I I where. You know, there's that, there can be, and we'll get into that with you, there can be that obligatory, well, you have to have your brother up there, you have to have your sister up there. 
that's not the case for you and your brother, but I don't even have that concern. Um, like, I, I, there, there were no slots that we, I was being pressured to fill with, with anybody. Like, so that was kind of nice. And I wouldn't say that I was pressured. No, and, and well, I'm saying you weren't. No. That your brother's, your brother's up there, and like I say, we'll get into this, um, but your brother's up there because you want him to be. Like, yes, we're, we're very close. Yeah. We're close siblings. And I did go a little bit of an untraditional route. Well, and, and that's, I think that's something we're talking about, uh, you know, as a tangential topic is so traditionally groomsmen are men and bridesmaids are, are men. women. Uh, that, you know, in, in more modern weddings, that's starting to kind of break down, um, because honestly, modern people have friends of different genders. And in my case, I have both a brother and one of my very close friends who, second to my maid of honor, I have known since about freshman year in high school. Yeah. We've remained in contact. We've remained very good friends. So Hi, Dan. <laughs> shout out to Dan. He's a listener. So it only makes sense that, to me at least, that he's walking on my side. Yeah. I mean, we've been through so much together as people that why would he not be up there? No, exactly. And and I'm, I, I think it's a good trend getting away from the, you know, gender-limited wedding party. Where, again, the bridesmaids have to all be women, the groomsmen have to all be men. Because... Again, it just doesn't reflect reality. And and in in if we were getting married in a more traditional time or or if, if we if we had pressure to have a more traditional lineup, basically the only option for your brother, who again you're very close with, no nobody's forcing you to put him in the wedding party, but the only option would be for him to stand on my side. Thus, taking away one of my grooms, one of my groomsmen, because I love your brother, but I haven't known him, you know, his entire life like you have. He he is closer to you, than, absolutely, than, than to me. So, and some people do it in a various ways, even though they're gender bending. They then have a female stand up mm -hmm. on the groom side, which we could have easily done. We could have. Um, Hi, and, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and well, and in fact, again, my my backup uh, groomsman because I I do have one who will be coming in from quite a distance, and there's always there's a slim chance he might not be able to make it. So you know, warming up uh, uh, out there, I do have a, a spare or a, a a contingency groomsman who's female. Um. Yeah, hi, Jackie. So, uh, you know, you can do that where, but but really kind of the, the mirroring, I think, is really only important if, you're, if your plan is to, uh, I guess, pair your, your wedding party. If they're escorting each other. Yeah, I if mean, they're escorting each other and dancing with each other, then, yes, you do want that dynamic of... 
man versus woman. I mean, except in certain cases where... Sounds like a fight. <laughs> where you may have a very close couple that is homosexual. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it be... But with so many different scenarios these days, I think the whole traditional man-woman, man-woman is being tossed around in quite a few different ways. Yeah, and I mean, you can still do it. Because, uh, again, you're you're standing up at dance wedding. I am. And, and they've done it where where it's, it's mirrored. Uh, where I'll be you, escorted by a male... By a male... Bri- bridal party. A, 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 a bridesman. A bridesman. That's what we've been calling them. Uh, and a groomsmaid. Yes. Uh, but, like, and that's fine. And, and I, it's one of those things I don't think, uh, you know, Dan and Shannon there had to stretch too far to make that work. I think the best thing it, to it do... Was, it, you know, he, he was a very close friend to Shannon. You're a very close friend to Dan. Hey, that works perfectly. We'll just put them in line next to each other. And I think, honestly, the best thing to do is pick your people... And figure out how to make it work afterwards. Well, and I, I know, you know, where where we kind of went was, you know, we, we've decided to not worry about mirroring at all. No. Because it was going to wind up being, we were going to wind up having to stretch too much. Um, plus, we didn't really feel like that mirroring thing was was important or appropriate and and this is this is something I think that's unique not just to us but to to weddings like ours and and to to put that in context Mandy and I are both in our mid 30s we're getting married at what would be probably considered the later end of the spectrum as a result what is it? Um, God, uh, one, two. Uh, this is this makes for great radio. In our wedding, counting three. Uh, what three? Yeah, three of my groomsmen are married, uh, and at least as of right now, the other two are are in relationships. Absolutely, and I believe it's the same on my side. I have. It'll be Dan, Matt, Ashley. Yeah. Three bridesmaids are married, and then the other two are, or uh, one's in a relationship, one's not. So, you know, as far as like again the the wedding party dance goes, no matter how we mirror or don't mirror the 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 two sides of the wedding party, uh, it's going to be weird because it's some... a bunch of people. Not sorry, sorry, I keep. <laughs> Uh, let me finish this and I'll, I'll, I'll go. But it's going to be a bunch of people not dancing with their spouse. Well, that's exactly what I was getting to. At some point, you're going to have that awkward moment where wives and husbands are watching their significant other slow dance to a romantic song with, with someone that they barely know. With some rando. Um, and I think that makes awkward for the wedding party. Yeah. I mean, let's just take our best man and our bridesmaid, for example. Yeah. They have never met each other. No. They have not one time ever met each other. They might meet at the bachelor bachelorette party. So, at this point, they may have met each other one time in their entire life. Mm -hmm. So, here you guys go. Slow dance to this romantic song. And and again, the reason I say that's unique to our situation is because I think if you're 
if you're getting married in your early 20s, most of your wedding party will probably be either single at the time or casually dating. Like you, you stand a better chance of that. Whereas, like I say, we're we're older. Our closest friends are all around the same age, which means they're probably married, right? Or again, at least in a, in some kind of long term relationship. So, I mean, you, I, I think it would be different if we were getting married at like twenty three, possibly, and and we might push for either you know gender uh, specific sides or at least mirrored because then you can it's not as weird to have two younger people even if they've never met each other dancing slowly and romantically well that's a typical saturday night at a club yeah that's what you do when you're in your early 20s but again being that we're not and it's not our scenario I think we've worked a good situation to where we did pick a lopsided party, yeah. but I think it's combated very well in the way that we're stretching them out. At no point do we have an awkward scenario where someone's walking down the aisle with someone they don't know or walking in with another man. Well, Just, and I really, I, I, I'm pretty happy with what we've done because not only do do we don't we're not having the groomsmen escort the bridesmaids or again more to the point at no point will a groomsman be escorting a a bridesman um you know the way we've got the the ceremony worked out that's that's not going to be an issue and then we're not doing a, a head table because you know having having been in weddings like this where i'm part of the wedding party but i brought a date and so as a result i'm sitting up at the head table you know in the lineup and my date is sitting over with the third cousins in in the you know the back of the room and it's just this kind of unfortunate situation. So to, to get around that, and and also largely because, you know, so much of our wedding party is, is you know, married, uh, you know, we're doing a sweetheart table. And then on each side of that will be uh, a 10-seat table for the bridesmaids and the, uh, one for the bridesmaids, one for the groomsmen. That way, our wedding party gets to sit with their spouse, which and I which I think is just us being considered. I think a lot of the party and the spouses alike are both really happy with that. Yeah, everyone we've told about that is pretty pretty stoked on that idea, because again, it is weird. It it's just weird. Of, well, at that point, when you're the the wife or the husband or even the significant other or even the date. You're thrown into a table of people you don't know. Yep. You're, it's, it's an awkward social situation to which has now been forced upon you, and you don't know these people, and now you're sitting across from Cousin Eddie, who, by the way, I'm really glad I don't have this guy in my family, <laughs> but, you know, he's showed up to the wedding wearing his MAGA hat, and he's <laughs> spouting about the wall. And well, no, MAGA hat, tuxedo t-shirt, 
and uh, he forgot his belt, so the pants are a little loose. And you're sitting across from this guy just thinking, oh man, what do I say to this for two hours of my life? Oh yeah, and and I, I think, you know, we've all, at one time or another, been, been uh, attended a wedding where, you know, we wound up either we're just a guest and and you know when you're when you're the friends with the couple getting married it it's an ideal thing for you because like again with family and we'll get into this when we talk seating arrangements like you want to group your your kind of core family and then secondary family and stuff like you know cousins sit with cousins that kind of thing well, when you're a friend, you're basically a free agent. <laughs> Meaning, if you've got if they've got a table that is uh, seven people at it are grouped together intentionally, and there's one empty seat, they can just slot you right in. And you know, again, it's not it's not a bad thing. It's it's fine. It's the way things go. Um, but I think, you know, for as much as we could, we wanted to kind of avoid that. And especially, like I say, with the, with the wedding party, you know, being what it is. Yeah, having all of them up at the, at like a head table. And again, this is just for us, given our, our age, the age of our wedding party, our situ- the situation and everything. But having them all up at a head table... And then having, you know, again, what? We're talking six spouses and... Our table would be 12. And four significant others. It would be us in the center and well, no, five I, on each side. I'm talking about their spouses, significant others. Having 10 people that we are going to scatter out, either we're going to seat them all together, so it's just a bunch of the spouses sitting with each other, or we're going to scatter them out amongst the tables where we have one one and two seat openings. You know, it, it doesn't make for an ideal evening. So with the way we're doing it, you know, our, our wedding party gets to sit with their spouse or their, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. No big deal. It's, it's pretty easy that way. And I think it's overall going to make for a nicer wedding party dance. Mm-hmm. Because the people are going to be with their significant others and therefore be more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when we do the wedding party dance, it'll be, you know, Chris will dance with his wife, Sarah. You know, like, that way there there's no awkwardness, there's no weirdness there. Which, again, for us, I think makes a lot of sense. If we're getting married at different point in our lives I think we could probably get away with other you know derivations but for our specific case I think this works the best and I think you run into a lot of different scenarios maybe your best man and your bridesmaid are they're a couple Mm -hmm. so that's a non-issue you have a bunch of couples up there together to where you've taken the woman's side and the groom has taken the man's side Mm -hmm. but again it's specific to how you want it to be and maybe you're just a very traditional person and you can't wrap your mind around a gender bend yeah and, and there's no wrong answer no it's it's, it's it's they're your friends it's your wedding so you know do what you want but 
there are, I, I will say, there's having the added flexibility of not locking into a gender for either side of the wedding party. And then, yeah, not being locked into the, the idea of paired escort kind of things opens up a lot of flexibility for us uh, in, in planning, you know, how we're going to do the wedding. And it may honestly just be part of how my mind works, yeah. my, th- my thought process. But to me, I mean, that's my brother. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm older. I'm the oldest sibling. So I've been there literally since the first minute that he took his breath. We've been through everything in our family together. We've been through ups and downs, and it's very important to me that he represents my side, that he's next to me, quote-unquote, when it comes down to it. I mean, he could very easily walk on your side, but I think I'd have that weird little spiteful moment where I'm like, that's that's my brother, yeah. not your brother. Well, no, and, and, and again, it is that I, I think it, it can create a tension where, like, for... If we if we are going for a completely, you know, gender locked wedding party where it's all females on your side, all males on my side, then again, yeah, in order to have your brother be a member of the wedding party, he's going to have to be on my side, which then create could can create a tension because, again, if I've got five people in mind and you say, well, no, my brother needs to be up there. That means I have to bump one of my best friends. Or we're adding another. Or, or we're adding, or adding another, another two people. Which, you know, can that, that can get away from you real quick. And all of a sudden you've got a 20-person wedding party. Or the other scenario, and not that this is, you know, the case for us. You and my brother get along just fine. No, yeah. But let's say that my brother thinks this is the biggest mistake of my life. Well, they, and... made, they, they made a movie about that. It's called the, the Hangover. Let's say your brother is Zach Galifianakis. And... Oh, God. <laughs> but, I mean, not even, like, now you have to have some goofy guy standing up with you. Like, maybe you and my brother just genuinely don't get along yeah. that well. And, and yeah, so... It, it... He's doing it out of family obligation. You're doing it to try to make me happy. But at some point... There's going to be a breakdown of me forcing you <laughs> to have my brother as your groomsman. And again, that's that kind of tension I'm talking about where I think in modern weddings, it's just not necessary. Like, again, if, if this were a more traditional a time period where we were locked into, into you know, the, the, the pure tradition, then, yeah, you know, you just kind of suck it up and deal with that. But it's not. It's. 2018 it's it's a modern world uh nobody really cares nobody in my family or your family really cares if no, my mom did think it was a touch weird that i was having male eh. bridal party members at first but i think she's come around to it yeah i mean and again like you said i i, I like that f- for that kind of scenario because you know you're close to your brother uh he is close enough to you that that you you know really it's important that he be part of the wedding party. So why not put him on your side? Because again, he he's in, I, I say I'm I want to make sure I'm saying this to to fully get the point across. But you know the connection is between the two of you again. 
I love your brother. He's a great guy. I'm jealous of his his outlook on the world. That this is a man who has life figured out. Um, but you know, it it's it makes more sense for him to be on your side because you've got the relation. And and even with Dan, where we've both been friends with Dan, but you've been friends with him longer. And I think there was two that whole time that like. After high school, me and Dan never had a, a non... We never stopped talking. There was no con- breaking continuity. Whereas neither for, of us moved away. For me, I moved away and then, um, you know, reconnected with Dan and then reconnected with you uh, after, I, you know, afterwards. But and, too, I mean, it was just one of those things where, like, even how me and Dan met, it was just we were... It was like a stepbrother moment. We were mm. destined to be best friends. <laughs> So, so again, Dan could have, in a more traditional wedding, Dan could have easily slotted in on my side. But again, it's just not, it's enti- to me, it's entirely appropriate that he's on your side. Absolutely, I feel the same way. And, and not boxing ourselves in to try to make the genders match, I think really works. Because it, it, it gives us more flexibility. And then, as far as picking... And I'll say, I just feel kind of bad because it just so happens the the five closest friends are all guys. So I look like a horrible misogynist over here. It's like, you know, you, you've got two guys on your side. And I'm like, hmm, well, no ladies on this side. I don't think people are taking it like that. No, I, I don't mean, think I, they don't. They might, either way. Well, and if they do, I don't really care. Right. Uh, it's our day. Yeah, I mean, their, their their opinions are, you know, pretty irrelevant. As far as picking the rest of my party, it was it was pretty, I won't say easy, because there were a couple people where I tossed around, but it basically came down to, I have a cousin that I'm very close with. We've, she is the daughter of my godparents. We were always raised kind of, I guess, a little bit closer than more cousins. I went on their family vacations, and she was almost like a pseudo-sister. Mm-hmm. So it was a no-brainer that she'd be in there. And then the last one came down to one of my friends who I haven't known as long as some of my other friends, but we developed a quick bond, and I think there's not much in the world that I wouldn't do for her. Mm-hmm. So, again, it just makes sense to me that she's standing up with me. Mm-hmm. And, again, for me, it was... Four of of my friends from who I met in college, but you know, really, where where they become important is like again that idea of of the, once once we became friends, there was never a break. Uh, even when I lived on the other side of the country, we still kept in touch. Uh, I'd still come back to visit, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, my, my fifth is uh, one of the guys who was uh, serving under me in Afghanistan. So that's, that's a pretty solid lineup. I can, I can justify that lineup. Yeah, I don't think either one of us was really forced into, like, no, you have to pick this person. No, if, I mean, and, and if anything, you know, if, if we were having, if, if we had trouble deciding beyond the, the ten that we have, you know, five and five, I could have easily gone to a sixth, uh, really, like, but 
at a certain point, it starts to seem un, unmanageable. Right. Um, especially, and and we'll wind up doing a, a whole episode on this, uh, in sitting down, figuring out uh, kind of the uh, staging and movement of ourselves in the wedding party throughout the ceremony and the transition from the ceremony into the reception you know it it, it you start it, it starts to become complicated as you're adding more people to it so i think five's a fine number i do i agree wholeheartedly i think that we could have maybe went a little bigger but at that point you know, like you said, you're getting into, you have a big lineup, you have a lot of working, movable parts that... Well, I know we, we were picking people for this, and maybe we were doing this in the wrong order. Uh, again, something uh, listeners out there can can probably chime in on. But we were picking a wedding party before we had fully decided on... Uh, attire so like I knew I didn't want it to get too big because if I was going to make them all you know wear tuxedos there's only so many people who I want to um, potentially make either potentially make them you know rent pay the money to rent a tuxedo Again, I've, I've had to do that before, so my preference uh, originally was uh, I'll pay the, the, the fee for all my groomsmen uh, for, for tuxedo rentals. And then it, of course, is how many tuxedos do I want to pay for uh, if, if I'm doing that. Well, I think that is certainly one of those weird catches mm-hmm. with being asked to be in a wedding. You're being designated as, like, special as we want you to be more a part of our special day than other people which then costs you money but yeah now there's that backlash (laughs) of so you're gonna have to buy this and buy this and it becomes a whole thing but i I, what what we've kind of gone with as the ideas evolved what, what we've kind of landed on is you've got your bridesmaids your female bridesmaids uh, getting dresses, but they don't have to match. Yeah. So it's really just, hey, here's an opportunity for you to go out and buy a new dress. Um, it just has to be this color. And I think maybe we'll get into this more. Yeah, I think we can do a whole episode but, on, yeah, on the, I think... the, the whole attire thing. But I just that point of thinking about it in that order of who are we going to get and then figuring out what they were going to wear. I think if we had flipped that and figured out um, what they were going to wear first and how uh, flexible we were going to be on that, then all of a sudden it doesn't become as big of a deal. And, and you know what? We'll, we'll, that'll be the teaser for a future episode. A, a future episode where we talk about you know the the attire of of the wedding party but too i think what helped me make some decisions is that by including the spouses to a certain extent of our wedding party 
it made me feel like, okay, well, I'm not necessarily asking them to stand up in the wedding. Like, my cousin's hu- my cousin husband, Joe. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. He is a great top-notch guy. But, again, I don't want to force you to say, okay, Joe has to be in the wedding. Yeah. But now when it comes to the wedding party dance, he's included in the photos. He's dancing oh, with yeah. Ashley. He's there. Same thing with my brother's girlfriend. And again, for, for those of you out there who, hey, I think we've I've, we've reiterated this a couple times, but I'll do it one more time. You know, for those of you out there who are listening and are, are getting married and you're, you know, again, in your early 20s, uh, one, cool, hope you picked right. Uh, I'm pretty stoked that, we, you know, we, we were getting married at this point in our lives because... Uh, I think that works, at least for the two of us. Right. You know, I again, it's all relative. don't think at 20, 20, even to like 25, yeah. I don't think I would have been ready no. to make this kind of commitment. Uh, and so, you know, but if you are, uh, you might have, you might not have to deal with some of these issues or you, I mean, you may have different issues to deal with, but yeah, I mean, for, for, uh, Again, what would be considered a an older wedding? I think you know once we kind of locked into that idea of you know screw the the traditional concept of again groomsmen escorting bridesmaids and you know uh, pairing up the wedding party for the dance. Once we threw that out the window, oh man, the the flexibility that that offered. Um, and, and honestly, just, you know, to kind of pat ourselves on the back, and I, I don't mind doing this, the the level of considerateness, I think that's not a word. I think I just made that up, but I'm going to roll with it. Uh, considerability? No, whatever. Considerate. <laughs> How considerate it was to them, them as our special guests of saying, listen, yeah, Chris, Nikki, You've never met each other. We're not going to make you dance together. Um, no matter how funny that would be. Because he's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, and she's about five foot one. So We should still make them dance at some point. We can figure it out. Um, but yeah, no. Chris. You know, you're dancing with Sarah. You're sitting with Sarah. Like, you know, Nikki, you're, well... This a little is, confusing. Th- this is going to sound confusing. Nikki's also with a Chris. Yeah, but just not my Chris. Um, you know, I, I know I'm a fan of... I Once we keyed into that, I was a big fan of that idea. And, and you know, again, Chris, Paul, uh, everyone we've told so far is pretty, pretty happy They're, with they that. They are. Um, and I think that, honestly, the takeaway from this is if you want someone in your wedding... Don't be confined in a box of, well, it's not the traditional wedding. Maybe you have someone that's a little bit older. Mm. Maybe you just, depending on the scenario, whatever works for you. Pick your most important people. It's your day. It's what you want. Yeah. And the rest will all fall into place. I know at at, at some point in the future, to to tease yet another episode, well, we're, we're early in the run. We're talking about a lot of things that are still yet to come. But, uh... 
we'll do a, a, a whole episode on wedding traditions and uh, discover how much of a crock many of them are. <laughs> or that a lot of them don't go back as far as you think they do. And some of them go back to way too far. Yeah. That it's just a very antiquated custom at this point. Yeah. So, you know, hey, you may have... A, a more traditional family, and especially if your family's paying for the wedding, you might have to bend to their whims. I mean, and and I'm not going to fault anybody for that. Like, you know, hey, your parents said they'll pick up the bill for this, and it's not a small bill. No. Uh, and all they ask in return is that, you know, your, your brother be in the wedding party, but they don't want to see a non-traditional wedding party. At that point, I'd roll with it. Because, again, it is... You're talking about a lot of money. Um, but, you know, for us, you know, we're paying for our wedding. And I think it helps, too, that I'm not stuck on a lot of traditions. Nor, I mean, some of them, yes. I do have my superstitions and my traditions that I will uphold. Thank God we're not getting married on New Year's Eve. Have to limit the menu. I have a certain New Year's Eve custom that that involves slapping food out of my hand in front of people. (laughs) Okay, side tangent. I I believe on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and it's an old tradition that you should not eat poultry. This is new to Dave. It was a little our first New Year's Eve. It's some crazy uh, old country Polish makes em ups. Uh, I don't know why. You've explained it to me many times. Because I'll, you I'll don't, admit, Mandy, I still don't understand. You why. don't ring in the new year with eating something that scratches for its food, because then the superstition says you'll spend all year scratching for your food. Hmm. So again, I do have certain superstitions that I just oh, but but, but to no. Uphold. So to the point, we were at a New Year's Eve party, actually at the Congress. It was, and they had uh, hors d'oeuvres being served on you know silver trays, butler style. It was very nice. It was also our first New Year's Eve together. It was, and uh, the the waiter brought over a plate of I don't know what they. I were. believe it was a chicken wonton or something Some, to that something. nature. And you know we had been drinking, and and I was a little hungry, so I'm like, ooh, that sounds delicious. I pick up the uh, the the we'll call it a wonton. I forget what it even was, uh, and get it probably about nine tenths of the way to my mouth, and out of nowhere, this hand just comes and slaps it out of my out of my hand. Onto, I think it fell onto the table or the floor. I literally think I threw it on the ground. And, you know, it took me a second to, and I was like, oh yeah, the chicken thing. I guess I can't eat this. But what made it priceless was then the waiter is looking at me like, you know, blink twice if you want me to call the police. He did have a look on his face like, do you need help, sir? (laughs) And of course, you know, with... With uh, several drinks in me at that point, it's a little hard. I was like, eh, it's the chicken thing. And he walked away. He did come back with cheese puffs and asked me at one point. Yeah, he asked her permission. Can he eat this? So it was a little embarrassing. But you know what? I don't regret it. Not mm. taking it back. Mm-hmm. I eat what he eats. So again, the superstition gets laid upon his feet as well. 
I, you know, you, you, you gotta love those old country traditions of, hey, you know this thing which is delicious and wonderful? You can't do that. It's only for a day and a half. You know, but that's always the day I want poultry the most. So, anyway, side tangent. Anyway, we got off so, topic. But so, yeah, we, we will... Uh, I, I know, Mandy, you were just reading recently about a, about a lot of wedding traditions. I have been doing a lot of research into wedding traditions. Um, some of which, because I guess I'm just a curious person by nature. And not only do that's I why everybody to, calls you Whiskers. Nobody calls me that. Nobody calls me that. But I'm the type of person that I'm being told that I should do this, and the answer I'm getting is, well, just because it's always been. It's tradition. So I've started kind of looking into the whys of how we do some of these things, and I'm pretty excited to share some of them with you. Well, and I think, you know, after after what you were telling me about the other day, yeah, I think I think we can do a full episode. We might even be able to do a two-parter, you know, break breaking those down and and kind of tracing them back to their roots. So look look forward to that, everybody. But as far as the wedding party, I think we've about covered it. Is there anything you'd like to add? No, that's all I've got. Uh, just to say, uh, you know, if you've got uh, stories uh, of picking your own wedding party questions about maybe you have great stories of you really wanted your brother to be on the groom's side and now they're best friends yeah or maybe you have hangover stories where (laughs) your groom lost your brother in a foreign country yeah so share those that that would be the hangover too but uh but uh yeah so feel free to uh come join us on the uh let's plan a wedding uh facebook page and uh, join the discussion. Um, feel free to also, if you've got a, a, a topic you really want us to cover, you throw that out there. Uh, we will absolutely get to it. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you are not a Facebook user, you can uh, contact us at let's plan a wedding pod at gmail.com. All one word, uh, no apostrophe and let's. And uh, with that, Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone.